have an army. We have a Hulk. Welcome to episode 126 of We Have Hulk podcast, where we talk all things film, TV, and sometimes comic books. I'm one half of the podcast, Nicola. And I'm Chris. Hi. And I'm Chris. And what game are you talking about in this, like, finally we're back episode? Finally, we have been away for like a month. Yes, well, we'll be trying to sort out the podcast because... Yeah, we had some issues things. with, like... Hosting. Hosting stuff. So, it's fine. It's fine. So, in this week's episode, we have At Home in the Hulks, where we'll be talking about what we've been doing, watching, since... The last episode, which has been a month, so quite a lot. I apologise. Feel free to skip ahead to the next section. (laughs) We've also got our Birds of Prey review. We've got an interview with comic book people, Sam Haynes and John Livesay. Mm -hmm. And there's Slow City Blues upcoming image comics. And then we've got our whole topics, which we're talking about your favourite female heroes, anti-heroes, villains, Mm -hmm. etc. Yes. Cool. So let's kick things off with At Home in the Hulk. So what have you been watching, doing and everything else the past couple of weeks then, Chris? Right. First thing we did all those years ago. <laughs> yes. Picard, we went to the Picard premiere. Oh my gosh, has it been that long? I wow. It was. Yeah, I think it was. So Picard, yeah, this was fun. It was good, yeah. I uh, walked along the white carpet, yes. saw at Leicester Square. Mm. Walk past seven of nine, which was pretty cool. Pretty cool. It was good. It was good. We got one episode. We saw one episode. He uh, Patrick Stewart wants to see first three, which really makes sense after watching the first three, actually. Uh, But we got a badge. uh, We got two badges now. We got the visitor one from New York. From New York Comic Con. Which shows up in the show. Mm-hmm. And we got the new one as well. Yeah. Great yeah, event. So yeah, thank you so much Amazon Prime. Many thanks. We did some stuff for Nicola's birthday. Yeah. We went to see Dear Evan Hansen. What did you think of Dear Evan Hansen? I thought it was really, really good, but quite sad. Yeah, it's very, it's a, it's a, poignant, it's a sad one. It's poignant. Say. It's emotional. Mm. Um, it didn't really reach me on the same level that like the 9-11 one did. Oh, okay. Come From Away. That was yeah. really good though. I thought that I was, was really, really surprised that was, by that, that actually. Great. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Yeah, I mean, it was always going to be hard because, like, I feel like it's a tradition now. We do like a musical for my birthday. Sure. And last year we saw Hamilton, so that's always going to be a difficult. Uh, trying one to, to live up to Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I think yeah, the, it was great and the music was great. But yeah, it was it was quite quite deep, wasn't it? Yeah, the bit where I got a bit choked mm-hmm. up was when the mum was saying like, "What she when did, the mum did her, yeah, yeah, thing. yeah." That was, oh, that yeah. was like. But that wasn't really oh. the main point of the film, I think. <laughs> yeah, which was that was like the, yeah. the bit that got me. Yeah, um, anyway. But yeah, I thought the staging was really good as well. The use of the whole mobile social yeah. thing. Was that idea cool. that that whole scrolling social yeah. thing is going to mess some people up mm. is quite poignant and quite yeah. relevant, yeah. I believe. Yes, we stayed in London and we saw David Copperfield at the O2 the next day. Yeah. And then we went to Platform, which is a... Gaming bar. Gaming bar, and we played some Super sure. Nintendo. We did, yeah. yeah. For a bit. I kind of want to go back there, actually. Um, you I know, actually hire a booth, do some, like, proper gaming and stuff. Although yeah, the N64 cool. was pretty cool. It's yeah. not huge, but it's, it's nice. It's pretty cool. Like it. Yeah, yeah. Then we met up with Neil and Martin from Get Your Comic Con. Mm-hmm. And we did Junkyard Golf. Yes, which was really fun, actually. Yeah, it wasn't one I expected. It's like a bar, isn't uh, it? Yeah, yeah, there's like a bar as you go like in. A trendy bar. Trendy bar. And there's like a bar halfway through as well. We're too old for this now. <laughs> oh, no, it was like really Walked loud in, music. I, like, I do not belong here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were very trendy people. It's short it. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But it was cool. It was I cool. I liked it. I really liked it. Uh, yeah. Got some drinks and then did our golf. It was nine holes. We got through oh, it quite quickly. Bad. Yeah, it 
just went so quickly, didn't so, it? It was good. It was a bit of a shame. Enjoyed it. Yeah. And I didn't win, right? No. Who won? Uh, Did I win? Neil. I think Neil won. won. And then we drew? I can't remember. Possibly. Maybe I won. Did I win? <laughs> I don't know. Now, can you remind us who won? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Went what? to a beer pong place and then we found out that the beer pong thing Super was like expensive. 100 and something pounds or something. No, we'll just have a couple of drinks and so go. <laughs> we had drinks and we left. And yes. then we went to Nando's and, and the Nando's had no mushrooms, no vegetables, nothing. Yes. <laughs> and I had to go up to this guy and ask him, can I get the thing with the thing? And he was like, no. So <laughs> like, I had to go back to you and ask, what do you, what, want? What do you want instead of the thing? And then I had to go back to the guy and he was like, do you have the thing? Can I have the thing? And he was like, no. <laughs> So it was it was awkward. Yeah, but it was we good made night. Really good night. Yeah, good good night. Next day yeah. we met up with Nicholas' family yeah. in rugby, and we did axe throwing. Oh my gosh, this was so much fun! And it was like a ape ape thing. Yeah. yeah, and I thought I was going to be the best Viking ever. <laughs> you do I... look like a Viking. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no that. But there was a more Viking person in our group, wasn't yeah, there? there was, <laughs> Annoying. There, there was a Viking couple. <laughs> yeah. they, they were smashing it. Smashed it really out good. of the park. But you were great. Thank you. You were, you thank were really you. impressive. And I think I got like one in the target. <laughs> I think no I got at least center. three. I feel like this is, I'm going to dedicate a portion of my life <laughs> to becoming an axe The best axe thrower yeah, ever. I have to. You need to take some lessons from Jason Momoa. Have you yeah. seen his videos? Jason Momoa wants to give me some lessons. <laughs> yeah. I'm on board. Just putting it out there. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, that was really cool. It was really cheap as well. I mean, guys, if you've got to go right near you and they've got it, just go and do it. It's like £12 a session. It was, good. It was really, good fun. really, really good. It's the kind of thing that I do kind of think it's that kind of price where you could go every weekend yeah. if you wanted to get good <laughs> at like, it. I will so be good at I will go for it and I will learn. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. You went to a... Warner Brothers event for Birds of Prey. I did, yes. So this was a, well, it was billed as a, well, a disco sort of mm. thing. And I was like, oh, no. Because <laughs> if anyone knows, like, me in real life, you know how, like, really clumsy I am. A little bit, a little bit a of a klutz. A little bit of a klutz. Um, uh, a little bit I, of a Yeah, you told me this and I was like, nope. <laughs> yeah, you were like, straight out of the way, you are like, I am not going to this. Hard no uh, But actually, it was really, really good. Okay. I mean, Warner Brothers are one of the best studios out there for actually doing events for their stuff. Because there was like the yeah. Detective Pikachu one. There were some really, really good ones. Um, and this, there was like uh, a, a bar with uh, themed cocktails. You had the little um, the little uh, hammer thing. In, Mallet, in, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which was pretty cool. Um, they were, they were doing like makeup. They really were cool. giving out uh, bags. Um, they were doing like... Uh, like a take your photo with the actual mallet, uh, as well as the roller disco, and then they had like uh, Papa John's pizza upstairs and pick a mix, and then an actual another bar and stuff. So there was actually quite a lot to do there as well. I mean, because I know me and uh, me and Martin from Comic Con were like, no, we're not trying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tried it. I put them on, and then the benches were so low to the ground. Like I got up and I just couldn't stop moving. I was like, oh, this is not for me. <laughs> I would fall over straight away. Uh, so, yeah, no, it was a really, really good evening, actually. Really had a great time. Cool. Who else was there? Anyone? Uh, so there was DC World, Ben from DC TV, um, as well as, uh, obviously, Guy Coast and Neil and Martin. Um, so all the big, you know, the DC guys. Yeah. Then we met up with Neil and Martin again for Martin's Yes, birthday. we did, yeah. Um, went to Nando's first. Oh, then obviously. we went to an escape room. <laughs> yes. Clue Quest. And this was a hard one. It's a hybrid Islington. Yeah. We had to defeat Professor Black Sheep, and we did. We have like three minutes to go. 
It was like a minute. Stressful, it was, it was honestly. Wow. Yeah. yeah, this was probably the hardest one I've ever done. Maybe. And Which apparently said, only 60%. Yeah, this is the thing that I have to yeah, ask. Yeah, you're like, oh, like you're... So how many people uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. win this, <laughs> like percentage-wise? So yeah, we were in the top 60%. But there was so much to do with this. There were so many little puzzles you had to get to open the yeah. like floppy disk SD card one thing. One after another. Yeah. You had to collect things. Things hidden in little nooks and crannies mm. and stuff. Um, it was good. I enjoyed that one. Yeah. We recommend. Definitely, yeah. And the last thing, guys, the last thing on the list. We did a couple of other things with these guys. Uh, so we went to a couple of, like, gaming places. So gaming cafes in East London, I believe. Yeah, we went to a board games cafe. I can't yeah. remember what it was called, but we played Sushi Go. Yeah, that was played... really fun. I really liked I that. I really liked that. It's just, like, the fast ones I really enjoy. Yeah. With not a lot of, sort of, depth to them. <laughs> Oh, but I do feel like you could you could figure that one out. Like yeah. You have to figure out the, the relative lost worth of each card <laughs> yeah. to work out your strategy and kind of see what's in your hand. And Yeah, mm. it's good. I like that one. Then there was a panda game that you, you forced upon us. <laughs> yeah, someone at work was like, you need to play this game. I was like, okay. I feel like you need a good afternoon. I, yeah, I think so. You you need, at least we need probably to a dedicate. day or a weekend <laughs> yeah. to figure out what's going on with this game. Yeah. Or you need to watch like a group of other people playing it for Maybe. a while or something because it seemed quite in depth. Mm. So we gave up on that after a while. It <laughs> yeah. seemed cool. But, uh, then we played a game called Pandemic. Yep. I which really like that. Really good, yeah. Very cool. I think I kind of actually got the hang of this, which I'm quite proud of. Yeah, I would play that again. I think you could figure out some good strategies mm. on that one. We we lost. We didn't win the game. <laughs> I know. So close though. We didn't realise. I think until like over halfway through that there was a, a solid limit to when the game Finished. finishes. Yeah. And we we hadn't done enough at that stage, but <laughs> I, I think we could figure that out. Also, a ticket to ride. Yeah, which is so nice. Make long trains. <laughs> make long trains. I was kind of like, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know if that's really for me. Okay, but it was fine. And then we went to another sort of uh, more of a pub, really, wasn't it? That did. Oh yeah, I forgot about that actually. I can't remember what that place was called, Neil. I'm sure you'll you'll let us know. Loading bar. Yeah, loading bar. Um, and I think that was Hackney. I believe. Uh, but it had like the N64, which was really cool. And we played GoldenEye and. Um, yeah. Yeah, they had a PS4 thing as well, but they, they only it was had like demos, demos on it. it was rubbish. Yeah. Watching, we finished Sabrina. What are your thoughts on Sabrina? I liked the first half of Sabrina. What season was this? Three? Season three. Well, yeah. part three, actually. They've called it part three, I think. So, like, season one and a half or something? Um, yes. Uh, so, yeah, I really liked the first half. I loved the bit about Hell and then, like, doing the um, the trial with Hell and stuff. Yeah, the ice cream guy and stuff. And yeah, the Souls thing. Really I thought cool. that was good stuff. That's, yeah, and, like, the realms ideas. of Hell. Yeah, the... But then they decided to throw like a curveball in there and then change the series like halfway through and introduce yeah, these pagans and they had too much going went... on. Yeah. They tried to add all that teeny bopper crap into it, I which know. I hate. And the singing. That was weird. Really normally, bad musical I moments. Like it. I normally I like that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. I mean, you watch Glee, right? I watched one yeah, episode of Glee. That's the thing. <laughs> Usually I like those things, but only when they're done well. Like, yeah, obviously, yeah. They that have was to be more, good quality. I feel like that was more of a Riverdale sort of impression on it. If that yeah, makes sense. they were trying so to go a bit more over there, yeah. and it was they, they just weren't good musical interviews. They were <laughs> no. awful, they were cringy, good and time. I just don't buy that Sabrina would be a t- cheerleader type. You know, she's mm, yeah, 
yes, I feel and like I think she... they're trying to do too many things with that character. They're trying yeah. to do too much. In... Also, the human, the human aspects were kind of the worst part of it, isn't it? Like they mm. had a lot about like relationships and things. I was like, I don't care for that. I just want to. I want to. I want more. Well, I liked in the previous and... seasons. It was much more visceral. It was like very almost sexual. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, like they 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 were very straightforward about the relationships. It was like. She's with Harvey and thingy's with thingy. Right, okay. And this one is much more, oh, I love you. You're, you're wonderful. <laughs> yeah. I don't get all that. Sorry. Mm. Okay, so it was all In TV, it was all right, wasn't it? Like, t- this is very, yeah, anyway. <laughs> so, overall, how would you rate that? I think I gave it a three out of five stars, so like, yeah, one thumb up. It just fell off a cliff for me. Yeah, I, I, I kind of lost thumbs. it halfway through. I loved season one and two were great, and then just feel a bit. Upset that mm. they've kind of ruined it somehow. I don't know what happened. I don't know if like some of the writers died or something. Or... <laughs> don't say that. It could have happened, you know. Maybe okay. the good... maybe they only left with the shit writers because maybe there was a bus, just a stray bus or something. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, yeah. what's next? Lock and key. Lock and key. We had screeners for the whole oh, season. Can we just we have to preempt this by saying we're huge fans of I the love graphic the books. novel. Yeah, they're great. This is one that Chris Chris doesn't read comic books. I don't read comic books. You love this. Freaking right? love it. It's fantastic art. Yeah. It looks great. I even love the horror in it. I'm not a huge horror fan, but it's I think horror like creepy. It's creepy. Uh, yeah. yeah there's, there's a very visceral quality mm. to it. I should, that, yeah, I love it. Yeah, and we read uh, the whole of it, really, pretty much, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, I think you read four, five, and six. I read from two yeah, to six. Yeah, I mean, six. I've been slowly reading it. I think I read one, like, five years ago or something, <laughs> yeah. and I read two, like, three years ago. Right. And we f- we finally just sort of said, right, we're going to do it. We're going to sit down. Gonna... And then I was like, come on, we need to read faster. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I want to read the next reading. one. Yeah. You, like, savour the moment, and I'm like, boom, 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 sort of thing. I think I'm just slow, honestly. Mm. Yeah, anyway. So what did you think of the TV series, then? Because it's sort of... Bit of a different kettle of fish, really, wasn't it? Yeah, I think probably it wasn't awful. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. I think they changed it up quite a bit from the books, which felt a bit unnecessary to me. Um, it felt like they picked bits out across the whole... Whole of the actual... All of the volumes. Yeah, exactly. And then they quite made a season which mm. had a complete arc in it yeah. from that. And then, like, so I guess next season they'll try to pick out more stuff and create another whole arc. But I just think like it would have worked better if they'd just done a book per season and not really worried about exactly. that. Exactly. I find that weird because, I mean, there's not much material left to go from, is there? I mean, no. they've used a whole load of the keys already. Unless every season is essentially the same, but they just use different... Different keys. Oh, I, don't I don't know. know. It's really weird, isn't it? Like, my main gripe with this, because I did enjoy... Uh, I think I enjoyed it from the second half of the season to the, towards the end. Yeah, when it's like... Because that's when it kind of kicked into the actual horror sort of vibe. Sure. Um... My main gripe was it was really aimed towards YA audiences, whereas yeah. the actual book was, you know, horror fantasy. It was more adult. And it, yeah, sure. exactly. And I'm like, why, why are you doing this? It was more adventure. Like, but I felt like young adults adventure. would like that. I don't know why you would try and... Because it just felt like they yeah. made it so much more mainstream. They, but it's they took Netflix, out most of the it? horror. They don't want to risk much, do they? Like, but risk aversion and... I mean, that's always an issue, right? I mean, if you don't venture, you don't gain. Nothing okay. ventured, nothing gained, right? Mm. So if you don't try and make it good... Yeah. I think it was just... It was a muddle. It was a real muddle of fantasy, adventure, a little bit of horror in there, a little drama. bit of family, 
mainly teen drama yeah. and that was my main crime I wanted to see more horror I wanted to see them you know actually explore the past and I the think significance some of the visual of the stuff in the books was so great I don't know why they didn't carry it yeah. they tried to change it all and I guess it made a little more sense for TV but mm. I think they could have made it work well what, what annoyed me the most was Joe Hill was actually involved okay and he actually helped, I think he was a producer on it or something, and he was really saying how he really enjoyed it and the adaptation okay. and things. And I'm, I just, I don't know. I, I was listening to the Pilot TV um, review of this, and okay. they were, I think I really agreed with them. They were saying how sort of muddled it was. Like, one minute it was like a real sort of family tragedy and how horrible the, you know, the yeah, father thing was. They seem to forget that very And And then it, it went to, like, adventure straight away, like how they found these keys and they were using them and how exciting it was. And, yeah, it was just, it was a real mixed bag. And I don't, like, tonally it wasn't even whatsoever. So, sure, yeah. Yeah. I think if you liked the books, you'll probably be disappointed. Yeah. I think, I think if you're new to the subject matter... I think it will have enough to kind of intrigue you and keep mm, you interested, definitely. maybe. Yeah. So, I mean, I think give it a go. Well worth give, watching. give it a yeah. go. Yeah. And actually, just go read the books. Buy the books. Read <laughs> yeah, them because they're great. Yeah. And I think it looked and sounded great, visually and everything, mm. all the stuff. It looked pretty. There was some scenes with unfinished effects that we had in the screen. Yeah, like big a bit of a janky sort of <laughs> over them and stuff. Just like <laughs> yeah. this is not finished. This is not finished. Looked a bit. CGI crap, but yeah, I was disappointed. I was disappointed. Mm. I really enjoyed. I remember thinking about this. Season, um, episode eight was really good, and nine, and then ten yeah. up until you know the bit that I'm sure we were a bit annoyed, a bit predictable. Yeah, I mean, overall, it was okay. But yeah, in, you go watch it. Yeah, uh, it go by the go by okay. the graphic novels, okay. and then we'll love to hear what you thought of it. Maybe Especially Joe Hill was bored. Maybe he was like, oh, I want to do something different with it. No, maybe. maybe. Well, it's been... I mean, they've tried to adapt it about three times now. Does it so... not adapt well? I just feel like it adapts really well. Like <laughs> To me, reading the books, it feels like it would work really well visually. I mean, comic books are already quite a visual... Medium. Medium. Yeah. Right? Cool. Anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, we saw the first... We got screeners for Picard first yes. three episodes yeah so we saw the first episode obviously in, in the premiere um, yes. and then we got the screeners for the next two what did you think being um, as a big Star Trek fan I'm right? a big Star Trek fan yeah. so that's and I have very <laughs> clear vision of what I like from Star Trek okay. and what I want Star Trek to be yeah. so that's a thing also um, gotta say Star Trek Discovery what did you think about that quickly before we talk about Picard I do think that tonally it was a little bit off for me it didn't really for fit. season one yeah, season two got more more like what I wanted, and then yeah. the very end of season two, I was like, okay, I, I'm bought <laughs> in now, yeah, I yeah. want you to do more of this, please. Okay. And I'm looking forward to more, yeah. we'll see. Um, I haven't really made my mind up on Picard yet, 100%. We, I do like it, okay, so this, far. In, I'm intrigued, tell me more. <laughs> yes, I think that it's because it's coming from a different angle than usual, i.e. Yeah. Starfleet is kind of messed up, things are broken. Yeah. Oh, this makes um, me sad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, stuff like that has happened in the episodes, but it's just a week-to-week thing usually. It's mm. like, this thing happened and then we fixed it kind of thing. True. But this is but like this an overarching... After 20 years, yeah. this has all gone wrong. <laughs> yes. And now Picard is... Picard's coming in and trying to fix everything. So mm. that's the good part of it, is that Picard himself is the thing that makes this Star Trek. And He's like the catalyst. Well... he's It's his view of... It's his world view. Okay. His universe view. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very 
I mean, he's the captain, right? He's he's the one that has all that hope and that optimism and everything, and yeah. boldly going and making Adventure things right, and, and discovery, sure, you know, doing the morally right thing all the yeah. time and everything, which is very what I think Star Trek is. So the fact that he's in it and it's about him is what gives it that Star Trek quality. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure the rest of the show really reinforces that yet. Okay. I think it's still finding its feet and everything. Yeah. And I think the first three episodes were kind of like, this is the introduction. Exactly, yeah. At the end of and the, now the, we're going to get into it. The very thing. last thing that happened at the end of the third episode is like, yeah. okay, I get it. We're <laughs> yeah. off now. Engage. We're going. <laughs> yeah. So, and the one thing that kind of gets me a little bit about it is Irish that... Irish Romulans <laughs> is a little bit of an issue, but I'm okay. Yeah, I'm, okay. I, that's fine. I'm not going to bother too much about that, okay? Right. The thing that bothers me is that Picard, I mean, this is a little bit spoilery because this is stuff that happens in it, so maybe skip ahead a little bit. Okay. But 20 years ago, before this was, so this is now, this is 20 mm-hmm. years later or something from the events of Nemesis, is it? Yeah. So he quit. He resigned. Yeah, he quit the Federation, didn't he? Yes, yeah. because it wasn't going how he liked. Mm-hmm. So he resigned. Yeah. That's not what I would think Picard would do. No. I would think Picard would want to be there. He'd want to like shape, help he was shape a leader, it, wasn't bring he? it back. And, yeah. But he resigned. He went off back to his Picard villa, whatever. Chateau. Chateau. Yeah. And he's been there for 20 years. And that, that bugs me a little bit. Like, he's Picard, you know. Mm. I wish that he'd yeah, done but... more. Oh, I don't know. It's, he's but an then, old man. But then now I'm like, something's happened and he's it's brought him back in. It's revitalised and it's made him realise what's important. Yeah. It's just a little bit of a bummer to me that it took 20 years for him to realise. Yeah, but he knew deep down, didn't he? He was like, there's something not right, but what can I do about it sort of thing. Yeah, maybe and with, that's something we all think. With this person brought you know, in, he was like, okay, I've got to do something. A bit. Yeah. I don't know, I just think, like, he's a very... But, I mean, if you look up to him, don't you? He's like you a, do, He's like a saviour figure. He's if you, He does the right thing all like, the time. Like, looking at it from a... If you step back, he's one man against this whole federation. Yeah. I mean, what can, what can he do, in a way? I think he I could do know. a lot. I think he could do okay. a lot. And I think he's realised that he can do a lot. Yeah. So. But what, what I've got to say, what I really love about this show, and, I mean... You... I just want to say, though, regardless, I'm glad that he's back now. Okay. And I'm looking forward to seeing episode four of us. I can't wait. Can't wait. It's good this Friday, finally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, sorry, please. Uh, yeah, I just think the representation of, like, old people is just fantastic in this show, isn't it? I sure, mean, yeah. You don't really get that kind of representation, and I think it's really good. It's yeah. really putting him in a good light. And Yeah, I think a lot of people are talking about diversity in Star Trek and how that's what makes it good. I think mm. Star Trek, I think the vision of Star Trek is what gives it, what brings in the diversity, not the other way around. Like okay. I think it's, yeah. I think it's the vision of Star Trek being mm. like that moralistic, how would things be in the future if things were better kind of thing. Yeah. And then you go, well, obviously then we'd have all these races and we'd have all this diversity and stuff. Mm. So it's kind of a secondary thing almost, more than a primary thing. Yeah. But, I, yeah, they think oh, that's good. I don't know why I went on that. <laughs> anyway, it was fantastic first three episodes. Can't wait to see more. Yeah. If you're a fan, go check this out straight away. It's on Amazon Prime. Go and watch it now. Agreed. Also, we finished Castle Rock. Yeah, so season two. That was good. It was good, yeah. Good season. Yeah. Had an emotional ending. Oh, yeah. But I did enjoy it. It was a good season. Mm-hmm. Done. Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. Yeah, I've been watching the um, DC Universe animated series. 
And obviously Neil from uh, Get Your Comic Con recommended this, and I was like, oh, gosh, really, Harley Quinn? I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't a huge <laughs> right, fan, right. should yeah. I just say that? But actually, I really, really enjoyed this. I thought it was so good. Love Poison Ivy, can I just say, whoever voices her, it's just fantastic. Um, also, the plant is great, and, and King Shark, just, uh, it's just really, really good, actually. It's very R-rated, it's very violent. It's just not what I expected from an animated show, but... I really loved it. Great season one. And if you're a fan, just go and check it out. Cool. That's it then. Cool. That's our Home yeah. of the Hawks. Any films? Have we seen a couple of other quick films? Should we just quickly talk about them? Like Parasite. What do you think about that? Oh, that was interesting. Yeah. yeah I did not expect it. It was just so unexpected. I, the narrative was just bonkers. I just didn't know what was going to happen. It's kind of a commentary on class Social and, and class. Yeah. And especially in Korea. That was fascinating. I didn't know about the whole sub-basements and how they lived and... Yeah, it was a big cultural sort of exploration. And yeah, really great. From the guy who did, um, oh, what was it called? The film about the train. You know, the train that kept going around the world. Oh, yeah. Uh, Oh, what was that called? And also Okja. You know, the one about the pig on Netflix. Oh, yeah, that was So he's a really great, really great director. I want to say Bong... Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. That was really good. Snowpiercer was good. It was good. Yeah, really good. If it's near in the cinema, go go check it out. It's really, really great. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Also, The Farewell. That was really good. Farewell. Wow. Mind-blowing, though. I never knew about the whole Chinese people not telling their relatives that they're actually dying. Yeah, I guess it comes from that whole cultural thing. Like over here, we're very much individuals. Mm. We see ourselves as an individual unit, and yeah. we love our families and stuff, but as separate individual units. Yes, you know. Whereas over there, it's much more like we serve the whole. It's a more we're of more a more of a collective, more of a social of a socialist. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a it's a very socialist. It's a we kind of, sort um, of where you're, you're you're everyone serves everyone else. Yeah, it's kind of like a. Your your family is you are not you you are <laughs> yes. part of the family exactly. and you must yeah. serve the family first mm. before you serve yourself kind of thing yeah and so yeah yeah great film really I was annoyed stuff. that the Oscars snubbed this I thought it was fantastic the Oscars also, snubbed it yeah mm. no no nominations whatsoever really? so pff, Aquafina was fantastic Sod the Oscars I don't exactly. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I just got to say, one of that sh- the, like one of the closing shots was like one of the most heart wrenching things yeah. I've ever seen. <laughs> when yeah. she they were like driving off, and she was like, oh. I think everyone knew as well. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't want to spoil all the stuff, but I feel like so the whole the whole thing is like if you're ill when you're old, yeah. and it's terminal, they don't tell you. No, they tell your family, and then and you then... have like a fake wedding to kind of bring it all <laughs> then, together. Well, the family wants to say goodbye, but yeah. they don't want to tell you that you're ill, yeah. so then they have to create this whole fiction. It's a bit of an ethical dilemma, though, isn't it? It is. It well, is. I kind of see what they're coming from, the angle they're coming from, but at the same time, <laughs> wouldn't you want to know and like be able to say goodbye and stuff mm. or? It was a very poignant film anyway, so it was good, yeah. honestly, if you've not seen it, go really go check it out. It's so, so good. Definitely. Really, definitely. really good. Also, Peanut Butter Falcon. Oh, yeah. Another really good film. I love that film. <laughs> it's a really it's great. good film. Sheila Booth, uh, first I don't possibly... usually like him, he was great. He was really good in this. Um, I think it was like the first film led by a Down Syndrome actor, which was yeah. really fantastic. And he was great. He was really, really Brilliant. good. Uh, and just a fantastic film. Really, really good. 
Loved it. And I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Like, do you really want to be in, in a in home? In a homed all your life? No. Just because you've got a disability or something? Exactly. Like, you should be out there living. Yeah. Like everyone definitely. else. Go and meet your yeah. idol. Go wrestling. Yeah. You know? Why not? Yeah. Why not? Why not? Sure, it could be a little bit dangerous. But <laughs> you got you got to do things. Uh, also, David Copperfield. David Copperfield. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Not quite as good as the other ones we've actually been no, talking about. Um but also, it was just very whimsical, yeah, very, very fantasy yeah. sort of. Yeah, it was nice. Also, yeah. very sort of blind casting, which is good. I mean, racially blind casting. So, David Copperfield is uh, Charles Dickens' novel. Right. So, obviously, very white. Right, right. <laughs> uh, coming from a very white perspective, but you had. Um, the guy from Thumbdog Millionaire was actually the lead. Um, Hugh Laurie is great as well. And Tilda yeah. Swinton, the donkeys. Yeah. Get out of my... That was fantastic. <laughs> what the hell is the <laughs> I, I just love the whimsicalness of this. It was and very it was, out there. It was, it out was there. very out there. But yeah, I, I, I liked it. It, it was good I, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Also, The Lighthouse. What did you think How of you that? keep coming up? Yes. <laughs> Watch The Lighthouse. That was, that was bizarre. That was weird. But I mean, it was one of those films that just was so open to interpretation. Like you could read this in any way, yeah. like you wanted to. Which sure I don't that's know a good if thing, I like really. that. Yeah, I, mean, I like a little bit of interpretation, but I like that at the end, like yeah, Inception. Yeah. Right. It could be, it could kind of go whatever way you want it. Sure, just intriguing. Sure. You choose, you kind of choose exactly. Your ending kind of thing. But I mean, the more I read about or listen about um, the lighthouse, the more it's just so bonkers. Just so up in the air, you I can't mean, there's ever so know many theories. Anything. It's yeah. like, is it the same person, but one's older, one's younger? Because I mean, one's got a dodgy leg. Um, and then you hear him right at the end snap his leg so it's like is it like in a continuous circle of hell sort of thing although there's this whole Greek mythology sort of side to it I heard that I don't really see the Greek mythology in it personally but that freaking seagull (laughs) seagull yeah I could see that I could see them being the same person because Mm. it's a very lonely thing there's like the single lighthouse on this Lonely Island kind yes. of thing. I could see it being like one person who's kind of created another person yeah. as a comrade. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to... It was very inter- it was very well done. I mean, I lost all track of time in that film. Yeah. And they did that very well because they were like, well, how many how many days to the boat sort of thing? And they kept kind of saying that and you're like, actually, I really don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, it's true. yeah, it's true. And, and the like dialects as well. They filmed it in like the 4-3 ratio or the it was like square, uh, yeah. it? So it felt older. And it was so textured as well, Very wasn't textured, it? all the rain yeah. and everything. It had a lot of... That's always, like, that's how I feel Batman films could have been better if they'd done a bit more kind of... <laughs> well, Robert Pattinson is going to be in Batman, right, so... Right, So if they'd done a bit more kind of rain and stuff and just yeah. added more... Atmosphere. Atmosphere to it. Because yeah. it just felt a bit bland to me, I obviously. mean, it was just so weird. Was, I mean, it nice. felt very theatrical. It felt like it could have been a play. There was so much uh, dialect in there, uh, and it was all very sort of speaky-speaky, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, and, yeah, I don't... I don't know. It was just so weird. I mean, it was very sort of, you, you don't like my lobster? So it felt very serious. And then the next yeah. moment there was like a fart or like a wank scene. And it was yeah. like, what the hell? It was bizarre. It was, it was bizarre just film. so weird. Come and see this if you're drunk or on drugs or very tired. And then it would just be like a really atmospheric sort of film. I don't know. What the hell? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't did, even did know. Did he really find that head? I, I don't know. <laughs> 
knows? <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, we've been fever. talking far too long. It's been like 35 minutes. Okay. Let's continue. Let's go on to our review, shall our review. we? So, Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. This all started when the Joker and I broke up. It was completely mutual. And soon enough, I was back on my feet, ready to embrace the fierce goddess within. It's oh so quiet. Now that I cut ties with Mr. J, I'm about to learn that a lot of people You're want me dead. All alone. And at the top of that list is this guy. I'm so peaceful. I'm but it turns out <laughs> that wasn't the only dame in Gotham looking for emancipation. So Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn flew into cinemas on the 7th of February 2020. Shall I say UK? So, directed by Cathy Yan, the film stars all the usual suspects, so Margot Robbie, Rosie Perez, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Jernay Smollett-Bell, Hugh McGregor, L.A.J. Basco, and many more. So the synopsis is, after splitting with the Joker, Harley Quinn joins superheroes Black Canary, Huntress and Rennie Montoya to save a young girl from an evil crime lord. So, Chris, what were your initial thoughts going in and out of the film? Right, I really loved the trailer. You really... did? I was really surprised by yeah, that, yeah. actually. I mean, it had a great soundtrack, it was fast paced, lots of colour, it looked, yeah. looks really good. So, um, yeah, coming out, I was it, it was slower paced than I expected, given the trailer, I okay. think. Okay, interesting. But I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm okay with a bit of a slow pace. Yep. Um, it gave more of an opportunity to get into the characters and stuff such like, which, which was good. Mm -hmm. um, overall, yes, I really like the movie. I think Warner Brothers are really killing it. Wow. Moment, aren't they? Still, still doing it. Still killing oh it. Gosh, so. it just fell off my chair. You fell off your chair? <laughs> fell off my chair. Wow. Fantastic. So, what? What do you yeah. think? Yeah. <laughs> I was really excited for this. I loved the trailers. I was really excited for a female director, female writer, female girl gang. Very excited. <laughs> um, I wasn't the biggest Harley Quinn fan, shall we say, from Suicide this is, Squad. I can, I can is that attest fair? to this. But I've completely changed. Margot Robbie was fantastic. And I absolutely love this film. Seen it twice. I don't know if I'll see it for a third time. But maybe when it comes out on home release, definitely watch it again. Okay. Absolutely loved it. Cool. Characters then. Okay. So okay. Uh, should we just talk about quickly, so the main the main guys. So we've got Harley Quinn, and then we've got the rest of the birds of the prey. So Huntress, uh -huh. Rennie Montoya, and Dinah Lance, Black Canary. Let's, so, just, let's just say our favourites. Okay, yeah, sure. I mean, because I thought the performances were excellent across the board. Across the board, they were all, yeah, So fair let's enough. just say our favourites, shall we? <laughs> yeah. Margot Robbie, obviously. Obviously, yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> um, and she did some narration stuff, which was cool as well. That was like cool. That. Can I just say, like, Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool, right? Yeah. I feel like Margot Robbie is Harley Quinn now. She kind okay. of fits into that box, I feel. Yeah. Do, Do you, you think, think that's like... what she was going for? Like, I mean, she's because she, she saw what he was doing. She was like, I'm, I'm Well, going. no, no, no. I don't think there were... I mean, it was very similar because she broke the fourth wall and that yeah. kind of thing but it was definitely her own film it That's was definitely separate yeah, I just yeah. Mean, like... but I feel like uh, like Hugh Jackman was Wolverine Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool I feel like she's definitely in that camp of she's she is the yeah, character I'm on board now. with that yeah sure, yeah. sure. Um, this is probably bad <laughs> this was one of my favourite characters okay. in a female led movie oh no 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 but uh, <laughs> I thought Ewan McGregor was really good as Roman <laughs> in this fair. I thought he was great I usually don't like his character that much like I don't think he was great in Star Wars I'm often like ah uh, okay. with him 
But I thought he was brilliant as Roman, and he was really funny and stuff as well. It was some good. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that a snot bubble? <laughs> oh, I changed my mind. Yeah, I changed my mind. Um, yeah, I thought he was brilliant. And actually, his sidekick, Victor, he was good as well. But also, right, all, yeah. the, all the birds prey and everything, they were good. So yeah. I'm not, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, he just seemed like he was having a ball at the time, right? It was good, the yeah. Was, he was, was just like, woohoo! <laughs> 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 Who's having a good time? <laughs> Yes. Yes. He was also a psychopath, but yes, and a very spoiled brat and a bit narcissistic, well, but also very fun. So yeah, <laughs> you what, know. What do you know? Who do you know? <laughs> yeah. well, I don't know. Anyway, yes. So then, what about you? Favorite, favorite characters? Um, I thought again, as you said, across the board, they're all fantastic. Um, my obviously Margot Robbie, Ewan McGregor were great, but out of the new characters and the new um, actresses, I thought. Um, Journey Smollett Bell was fantastic as Black Canary. She sort yes. of started, like the ferocity she had yeah. and her fighting skills were fantastic. And throughout the whole film, I was like, where's her canary cry? And then when she finally did it, I was like, Aah! Okay, sort we should thing. probably point out my mild spoilers. That was quite a big spoiler. But my, was it? Well, I don't know. Well, if you've seen know. Arrow, you know you know the character, right? Oh, you can't assume that people know these characters. Oh, come on, God. Anyway, whatever, yeah. Okay. okay. Miles, <laughs> so there'll, Sorry. Be, there'll Sorry. be miles, but we're not going to spoil the plot, but no, we no, might no. sort of talk about some of the scenes and To be stuff. fair, there's not much of a plot to spoil. Yeah, no, I, we, we'll talk about the story in <laughs> okay, a second, okay, but okay. yes, yeah, I agree. <laughs> no, no, fine. Um, Mary Elizabeth Windsor as well, kind of kind of came close. I thought her huntress was just hilarious, yeah. how awkward she was, and also really how, like, like I, really I don't have a uh, problem, sort of. Everyone was calling her the, uh, the crossbow, crossbow killer. killer. She's, She's like, like, my <laughs> name is, my <laughs> name is the crossbow yeah. killer. No, let me finish. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff, it's good stuff. Yeah. Also, the kid was quite good. Ellie J. Basco, Cassandra Kane. Yeah. Who becomes Batgirl, I think. Okay, sure. Let's talk about the story. Cool. Okay. <laughs> synopsis? So very, uh, we've the synopsis. said the synopsis. Oh, it's a very sort of non-linear sort of way to, yeah, to go began, and get on the film. Yeah, it began very non-linearly, but I, I thought it was quite good. It was sort of a refreshing approach. I put in my review how it kind of broke... Uh, the sort of tropes of uh, comic books that people have long said it's very formulaic and generic whereas this kind of went "Eh, let's just go a bit crazy sort of thing yeah and I thought that that was good because it fits with Harley Quinn's character yeah she was narrating it she's a little bit scatty brain (laughs) oh I forgot about this person let's just talk about this person yeah exactly it's like (laughs) oh oh, by the way this (laughs) happened because of this four minutes ago because she was narrating it as well it made it sound like it was all coming out of her mind and she was retelling the story Mm. and it was quite good yeah I like that and it wasn't quite often when things are mixed up like that Mm. you kind of lose track of what's going on but she she kept she kept they kept it going, yeah, and, and told you what was going on. Yes, yeah. I like that. that. That was literally the first thing I put down as well, which I cool. Yeah, um, yeah. The story was good. It wasn't particularly original, okay, but it was decent. It was solid. Yeah, it was a good. I feel like they're really bringing back like just a basic good story, which is not, nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a very character-driven narrative, isn't it? Yes. Which is good because obviously it has to set up this girl gang and stuff. Yeah, and, and even... I think that's why it was slower paced is because they were introducing yeah. characters and stuff. Yeah, and I think they did that really well actually. Um, except Agreed. maybe uh, the police lady. Um, a lot of them had good sort of background to them and yeah, explanation of who they the were. Possibly, mm. um, but yeah, I really liked that. And maybe like the third act, it took a while to get to. Um, yes. To when they finally actually teamed up. Yeah, because I, I expected Birds of Prey to be straight up. We're getting into it. These are these yeah. are the Birds of Prey. They're doing stuff. Mm. But it was more like a 
origin story, wasn't it, really? It was, yeah. But then I kind of felt like they really earned that moment, so that yeah. was good. So, yeah, no, I liked yeah, it. I just I wasn't really... expecting it. Yeah, so, exactly. Yes. Cool. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I love the writing as well. Really good humour. Yes. <laughs> fit, fit the various characters. Yeah. Uh, I loved the bit, I, and I can fully relate, about the uh, the egg McMuffin or uh, whatever it was. Good, yeah. <laughs> no. Egg sandwich. And yeah. then she was like, it took losing something I truly loved. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That was so, fantastic. And while I was watching that, I was just thinking, oh man, I just want to start eating bacon again. I, <laughs> oh, I want bacon. I want to start doing nope. breakfasts, but I can't. Yeah. That's pretty much all I have for the story. I mean, cool. Okay, you... should we move on? Let's move on. Yeah. Visuals. Visuals. Oh my gosh. It was just like, what did I say? And I really loved this quote. I thought it was great. A rip roaring riot of colour, violence, and music. Yes. It was just like a explosion of like Harley Quinn's mind, really, wasn't it? And they just did it so well. And there were some fantastic scenes. Like, um, I just love Black Mask's um, club. I thought that was Black really cool. Was I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, but the one that sort of really stood out was, you know, the third acts with the uh, crazy fun house yes i thought that scene was just immense and also the police uh scene i thought that was really great it was just like an explosion of glitter and color and yeah, yeah just just amazing also the guy who was uh on john wick i think helped with some of the stunts i was gonna which... say <laughs> oh sorry no 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 um, okay yeah. no it felt a little bit john wick it did yeah. It? yeah it was like set piece after set piece boom 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 it was yeah, just the choreography was so tight yeah yeah and the music, yeah. Because I'm... all the thing, like when they did the, there was a moment when she was hitting something, trying to open some doors, and then <laughs> yeah. it set the uh, fire, fire uh, yeah, yeah, sprinklers yeah. off. Sprinklers, yeah. And then they were doing a fight with the sprinklers going, and that just had yes. so much atmosphere. Yeah. So many things just have like a fight scene. And it's yeah. Like, oh, what's, what, this is not, this isn't interesting, mm. you know. Whereas John Wick. They do that kind of thing where they have much more interest. You yeah, know, there was much like more depth visually to it cool. And, and yeah. this this had a lot of that. And like when she was shooting the gun and it had yeah. paint and smoke coming out of her grenade launcher, beanbag rubber bullet type thing gun. <laughs> yeah. Very, very cool. Definitely. Great outfits. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I love just her wardrobe. It was just yeah. insane, wasn't it? <laughs> Great colour grading. Yep. Yeah. Just, the drugs. The bit where they shot the drugs. Oh, that was so funny. And it, and it added like a bit of volumetric <laughs> yeah. kind of lighting to the scene as well. It wasn't just a throwaway. True. To light. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, also, there were, I mean, talking about Easter eggs, there wasn't that many, which was good because I feel like it deserved a sort of standalone film. But there yeah. were just enough to kind of keep fans happy, I think. I mean, there was a callback to uh, Boomerang, Captain Boomerang, the Suicide sure. Squad, and the you know the police thing when she was oh, I know that guy. Um, there was her daddy's little um, slugger or something top, you know, from okay. Suicide Squad. Sure, sure. Obviously, there was the Joker. So they made, there were a couple of, they, they made yeah. a lot of references to the Joker, but they never showed him, which I'm very happy about. Exactly, yeah. So, should we talk about soundtrack quickly? Let's, as well? do, let's do that. What did you think? Love the soundtrack. Yeah. Black Betty. Bam, with your best shot. <laughs> <laughs> Barracuda. Yep. And some great original tracks as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there were some really, really great new ones. Also, um, the lady, uh, Smollett Bell, who did uh, Black Canary, her track was fantastic. Okay. I thought I would she have to was watch it again, great. So. You know what she was um, singing in, uh, oh, yeah. in the track, in the Was the she club. actually singing that? Yeah. Oh. I need to, I really need to buy the soundtrack. Yeah. I think it was fantastic. I mean, there's some, is it called Trap? I mean, there's some really rappy sort of things. It's not my kind of bag, but there's some really sort of the, reworked. It's the big ones originals. that I know, the, the ones that I know, that I noticed. I'm really bad at noticing things that are like new and <laughs> yeah. stuff. But if I, yeah, I'll watch it again. I'll pay more attention. It's a Man's World was the one she sang, which it's was really, yeah, she was so good. 
good. Uh, where has she been hiding? Apparently she was in Friday Night Lights. But it would mean nothing. Exactly. Nothing. <laughs> uh, Charlotte Lawrence's jokes on you was also really good. Um, and then there was a diamonds are a girl's best friend, like a, just a rework sort of. Yeah. Really, okay. just added a nice <laughs> yeah. sort of power. <laughs> power, yeah. Yeah. And all females. Wow, may good. I add? Yeah. So oh, I'm a good set for Black Betty and those kind of ones. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, we won't talk about those. <laughs> But yeah, lots of uh, slow-mo use, which was great. Just, yeah, fantastic. Fantastic fight choreography. Uh, yeah. Okay, rating. Go for it. Final thoughts, wow. rating. Two Do huge it. thumbs up for me. I put four out of five, but after Love watching you. it again. No, I think, yeah, I think four out of five is, is really good, actually. It's doing really well on Rotten Tomatoes as well. You know I don't subscribe to those. Well, I know. Measures, I but. know. But yeah, I really love this. I mean, just the representation as well. The leads. I mean, you had um, people of colour. Women, as well as LGBTQ, <laughs> all in one. It was sure. Director was a woman, writer was a woman. Just uh, great, great. <laughs> You're clearly very excited. <laughs> and I understand your excitement. Okay, good. I would also say two thumbs up from me. Um, you said it best, actually, when in your you tweet. A rip roaring riot of colour, <laughs> violence, and music. Yeah, and also it's quite funny as well. Which is yeah, true. really enjoyable. It's fun. I mean, the only one we've had of comic book nurse led by a female woman is Captain Marvel so far. And I feel like this kind of, no offence, I know you really liked it, but it kind of blows out of the water really, doesn't it? No. no. I would say. <laughs> Captain Marvel is amazing, but they're two very, very different well, movies. And I would give them both two thumbs up, you know, because you can't, you can't compare. Sometimes you just can't compare, which is kind of why I don't yeah, like the so rating thing. There's depth to these characters. I mean, there's yeah, so much, okay. I mean... Captain Marvel, I feel like, has it kind of easy. I mean, these guys have so much trauma and they come out through through it so well. And All right, maybe you convince me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, okay. Okay, okay. Let's move on, shall okay. we? We've done the review. Right. Two thumbs up both. both Fantastic. Us. Yeah, would Job we done. recommend? Yes, of course. Go yes, and you know what? I would watch it again, which is probably... Wow. How I know I mean, that I would give it to them. Can I just up. say, like, I know you're not the hugest fan of DC, but I mean, after Shazam, after Joker, after this, they're doing really well. And the whole, oh, this is a step in the right direction for DC thing. It's done that. Smash that. It, it, smash Get that. Yeah, they're doing a good job. Stop it. Yeah. It's true. I I really like the latest what four movies. I think so. Aquaman, Shazam, Joker, yeah. Birds of Prey. DC, Warner yeah. Brothers, smashing it. I love, yeah. yeah, it's really good. I love it. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, I would say the movies specifically, because like TV, not my cup of tea. We're talking about movies. <laughs> yes. yes. Okay, let's move yeah. on. Okay. So let us know what you thought of Buzz Prey, and I really hope you loved it as much as we did. So this week we joined my special guests, Sam Haynes and John Livesay, who are working on upcoming comic book. Slice City Blues, and this is from Image Comics. Uh, so it's an ongoing genre-bending series. Is this like a noir thing? Did you talk yeah, about this? yeah. So basically, it's about this guy who did something terrible, uh, and then he's in sort of his head in an alternate reality. Okay. Um, and he's this detective, and he's got a, uh, cool. a skunk as a sort of partner. And you're doing it like it's a machine gun. You're doing a skunk like a machine gun. <laughs> Um, it just sounds really, really interesting. And the like Sam, the, the guy who came up with the actual idea, the, the means that he went to to actually get all of these fantastic people on board was fantastic. He actually worked as like a, I think it was burrito or something. Mm. 
um, to actually fund uh, getting. He worked as a burrito. He worked as a burrito. What? I mean, he worked. He worked in a restaurant to fund the actual comic book to okay. to actually get it, you know, done, and then to put it in front of the actual guys at Image Comics sure, to get yeah, people yeah. involved That's with it. That's pretty impressive. So it is really impressive, and it it just shows. I mean, if you have an idea and it's sound, just just you know, life too short. We should make a comic book. We should. Yeah, we should yeah. take a pointer out of these guys. Guys, so, anyone on board with this? Yeah. Help? Yeah. I don't know. Come join. Come join us. <laughs> anyway, yes. Uh, Go listen to the interview. I mean, it's it's really, really fascinating anyway. And go check out Splosive to Blues uh, in comic books on Wednesday, February the 19th. Right. Thank you very much for having us. No problem. <laughs> so, first question to kick things off. Um, so, Slow City Blues um, has been six years in the making. And Sam, you worked in a Mexican food restaurant to fund the first colour of pages. <laughs> so, can you tell oh us... Oh, my a... God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell us a bit more about, like, the experience and how it all came together? Yeah. I'm, I mean, I think it's, it's a, it came together, you know, how a lot of uh, great things and... I'm crossing my fingers that this is going to be very great. We're very excited. We're very hopeful. But I think it came together like a lot of great things uh, started, which was totally and utterly out of spite. <laughs> yeah. uh, I I had a I went through the interview process from this video game company, and I I won't name them, but they have since uh, gone bankrupt. So perhaps it was kismet that uh, this happened. Uh, we went through like test after test they make you do writing tests they make you do this the scripting test and get through we talked you know we got to, i got down to the point where it was we had spoken salary and we had spoken relocation stipend and they even helped me like find an apartment you know to to make sure the commute wasn't too terrible and when i was 23 at the time and i was uh i was a i was a far back like a busser you know at, at a restaurant at the mexican food restaurant and they said okay we love it you're great this is amazing you're young we can conform you to the company culture we have another person that we're looking at this who's applying for this job who's made it to the same place you are he's a little older he still works you know he's in the company but we like you we can, can we can make you what we want you to be no matter what whether it's a yes whether it's a no you'll get a phone call you'll get an email i got neither Wow. At that point, I went, hey, what, you, I'm going to do my own thing. And, <laughs> yeah. and so I, I set off, and, and one day it just, uh, you know, as John and will attest and, and, and Jim will will vehemently confirm, uh, it, went, it didn't fall out of my brain uh, whole, whole formed, wholly formed and ready to go, but the idea came out. And, I again, I was, I was working at this Mexican food restaurant, and, you don't make a whole lot as a bar back, you know, it's, uh, you scrape by. So I was even on EBT, which is the, the, like the California version of like food stamps, like, the, yeah. like food, like financial assistance. Yeah. yeah so, but I, you know, you, you save up money and I scraped together like 1500 bucks and I, and I went online and I tried to find artists and then, you know, no, 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 sorry. No. And I finally found some and I had the first set of commissions pages, you know, uh, first set of pages commissioned. I had him. I was so excited. And I went, okay, I don't know what to do with these. Crap. <laughs> yeah. uh, so now my, my now producing partner, because I've, you know, like I started writing for films and da 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 da. So this is my first, this is my very first comic like, ever. Uh, I went, I don't know what to do. And he goes, I know a guy 
I know a guy, like one guy, (laughs) maybe that. And it happened to be John. Uh, And John took it and, you know, and and he'll, he'll take it from there. But like, it's, it just, it took all of that time. And I went, okay, John. And John, of course, will then tell you, he brought it to to Jim, which was no pressure, just taking (laughs) it to one of the greatest people to have ever touched a comic, you know, to have ever worked in comics ever. You know, I don't know how he got it and I don't know what, how, what he said for Jim to take mercy on me, but you know, he worked his magic and he, I mean, he'll tell, he'll tell you and he, he'll, he'll be humble. But if it was not for John, none of this would be happening. He put this team together. <laughs> he's still scrambling. He's still getting all the cover guys together. Cause it, 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 it's like wrangling wet and pissed off cats trying to get <laughs> right. artists to do things. Yeah. But for, he's got this like silver tongue and he can just, he just, he just gets him in and he says the things and, you know, he'll be humble, but he's, he's full of it. He's, he works insanely hard and none of this would be possible without him. You know, we, we wouldn't have gotten, we wouldn't have gotten Sean who has this amazing eye for, you know, action and expressionism. We would have got, he would, he pulled JD, one of the greatest colorists to ever do a book ever, to ever color a book, pulled out of self-retirement. He coaxed him out of self-retirement. He got, he got Jim, like, he put together this all-star team for this, you know, for this kid who was scraping, you know, half-eaten burritos off a of plate, you know, <laughs> plates into garbage cans. Yeah. Nice. So, John, oh, you're the yeah. uh, knight in shining armor, then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, th- I think he's um, lathering it on quite thick. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, you know, when our when Sam's mutual friend of mine, Mike, called me, he's like, hey, you know, I have this, this friend of mine, he's got this really good idea for a comic. He just has no idea how to make it real or real, you know, anything. And I'm like, all right, well, you know, I'll talk to him, sure. You know, so we uh, we talked a few times, and he was explaining to me, and we kind of hit it off after a little bit. And um, it took a while, like it was a a long process to get this going. And I knew I knew the story was good. I just wanted to have real, actual clarification that it was good. And <laughs> since, well. I and I had been good friends with Jim Shooter for quite a while, and we usually would do a phone call three or four times a year. You know, just catch up, see everything is going. And I'm a humongous history buff on comics, you know, and comic artwork and stuff. And Jim knows he has so many stories. I mean, just everything. And I could ask him stuff I had heard rumors about, or just stories I already heard to get a little bit more. Um, in-depth knowledge since he was actually there or he dealt with it. So, you know, he just has story after story and he loves telling them. So when I thought of bringing him in, we had just had one of our calls like two weeks earlier. And I was like, you know what? What the heck? I was asking him to see if he might want to come on board and really see if this is something worthwhile. And I talked to him and he's like, well, just send it over. I'll read it. And I, it took him a while. It took him, it took him a few weeks and he got, he called me. He's like, yeah, that's good, but (laughs) we can change a few things. And I was like, all right, great. So I eventually got him, Sam and I on a number of conference calls and just going back and forth with story and story and story. And, and Jim is the best note giver Mm -hmm. there is. And whether people have heard the, the tales of his, you know, being hard on you, you know, being very critical or, you know, this is wrong or, you know, he's, he's only doing it because he wants you to be the best. And he really knows how to take those things. And he's worked with the best people. Like when he ran Marvel, 
is literally during their, their prime. I mean, they were doing like their biggest and most beloved storylines. And then he started Valiant and that was a huge hit. And now they, you know, now they're still kicking along and they've got a massive movie coming out next year. Yeah. So they're, so, I mean, so yeah, we, um, and we I kept going have... and going. And then I formed, you know, I started thinking of the artist to bring in and doing that. And, you know, the lengthy search it took to do that. And then picking, you know, strategically picking out guys for covers and, yeah, it just it was a very, very long process to make it work, and then to even <laughs> think of bringing JD out of retirement—that he, you know, it was just his choice. He, you know, he just got tired of all the deadlines, and he had a second child, so he's like, he wanted to take a break. And I was more stunned that he agreed to come back. I really was, you know. <laughs> so he, uh, it, it's it's been good, and we've got you know a good a good looking book, you know, because I know how it is to go to comic shop every week. And plunk down, you know, your money to pick up these books. So I want to make sure everybody is really going to get their money's worth. And you know, every issue is completely labor over. I mean, just you know, all the amount of time and love we put into every page is uh, hopefully it can win the show. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, the comic I've just been reading about it, and it's got such an interesting mm-hmm. concept and just so many sort of genres in there. What was kind of the inspiration behind all of that? Uh, I, I mean, I think it's it's this pastiche of just like all of these different things like i love one of my favorite book series of all time is the dresden files by jim butcher you know and it's it's urban fantasy. it's urban fantasy he's a wizard you know and and i i never wrote a detective story before doing that uh that interview process and it really just sunk in and all of these i think it's all of these little pieces bits and pieces you know whether it's you know uh Chinatown or Who Framed Roger Rabbit or the Dresden Files or, you know, ba, 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 or Adventure Time, like the cartoon on Cartoon Network. It's just all of these things kind of come in and it just feels like this amalgam, you know, just this like gelatinous amalgam almost. Uh, and, it, and it really is working in, you know, it, genre is only kind of there to support the narrative and having this thing kind of wacky waveable inflatable inflatable tube man uh you know whether whether it's the mystery or funny or action or adventure you know it it, it only really goes to serve the, the story and so the inspiration was just all of the everything up until then that i had uh ever consumed yeah it, it only went into and it, and it really is like that is the premise or that is kind of the world that he is then living in it it's all of his baggage as a detective and it's all of the books and movies and shows and, and plays or anything that he's ever seen. And then he has a, he has a son, he's married with a son. Uh, and so it's all of the things that he ever read to his kid or like all what he played with his kid or the toys or the books or the whatever, you know, with his, with his small son. So it's, it's just like my dad used to read to me for hours and hours every night until I should have just been reading on my own. It's kind of the same thing, and that's you know that's why he has such a overly vivid imagination, and that's why everything in his mind's eye for pity is just so wacky and kooky. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm looking at it now, there's like donuts and there's skunks and <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and Moof is the one of the main characters. It's his partner, it's his best friend. He's the you know smartass, who's the uh, imaginative, imaginative avatar. Uh, of his real life best friend and partner. Okay. You know, and so he's, and now he's a skunk. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, so how would you describe the kind of style of art for the comics? I mean, there's, it's just, it's so bright, it's so vivid looking at it. There's just so many different sort of characters in there. There's like a random octopus. I mean, where did, where did that come from? Oh, I, I mean, the first half of it is just, I wanted it to be anything and everything. You know, the, 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 wire, the bigger the sandbox, the more we can play with, you know, uh, and it's just all of the kookiness. I think there's, you know, there's a page, uh, the pre we haven't put in previews, but uh, even in the background, there's like a a Salvador Dali horse, like from uh, what is it? Like, like the pot, like the pom- woman sleeping with pomegranate being stung by a bee, or or whatever. Yeah. But it's it's the inverse of it. It's a man and then a horse as a as dressed as a cowboy riding in the background, riding this Salvador Dali man in the <laughs> yeah. background. You know, but it's, so it's just anything and everything. You know, it's uh, and the art style. You know, John can speak to the art style, but I threw everything at them. You know, and and they come up with, and Sean comes up with every, things that I wouldn't even imagine to think of. You know, so it, it literally yeah. John can. <laughs> yeah, well, what what I was trying to do, since there are so many different characters, I mean, there there's a lot, yeah. and I wanted to make sure everybody had their own specific feel and a different you know different textures for each person so you can look and see how you know move since you know he's just got this very coarse short fur i just made sure i was using different pens and i want to make his stuff stand out compared to anyone else so you really look at him and like you can see all the different highlights and mighty and i put on the fur and then all like you said all those other crazy people it, it definitely i definitely put a ton of time in them really separating every single personality i guess i don't know maybe that might not be the best analogy but just every single character and just make them look as different as possible and to really stand out so they're not cluttered together with the same rendering or you know they're all going to be very colorful because the world that he is in you know it's a very colorful bright world compared to the gloominess that he was dealing with in the real world so um yeah the art's very very detailed and very very uh, some pages are very times. energetic and some pages are very are slowed down a bit by the mood but you can definitely see every single thing pop like you're definitely going to get an eyeful in every panel can you tell us a little bit more about like how many issues they're going to be in the run or is that all going to come out very shortly oh, no, I well yeah the first storyline is uh six issues we and like then to, uh... we have other we have other storylines that sam is uh writing right now we uh we have the second story arc all planned out and uh jim was really instrumental in coming in and i, I had this nebulous end point of like oh, i think maybe you know over there and he goes <laughs> and i swear just like on a map and he goes right there here's your end point yeah. start it start at the start work toward there and so now we know exactly where we're going and how we're going to get there uh and we like to call it a series of mini series or an ongoing series with a definite end. Yeah, awesome. Okay, and how have Image Comics been about all the process and everything? Great. Yeah, no, they've been good. You know, they they took us in, and you basically, you know, we're just we're doing our thing, and then we we get it all ready and ready to show, and you know, they're they've been very good about everything. Yeah, very open. They've been they're they're creators. You know, you you hear like they're the ones to go for creators. Definitely. You know, and and that's it's true. They give they. They let you keep all the ownership, you know, you, you have to do most of the work, but then they give you this giant platform 
to share, you know, share your hard work with the world. So it's been, it's been really, it's been a, sur- it's been a surreal experience to have, you know, have this scene. Yeah, and for, for creator owned books, image is the place you go to, you know, they are, they're the ones who really started it back in the day. And they're, they've, they've got so much history with, you know, creator owned titles and really letting the creators run wild. And, you know, they, they've had hit after hit after hit and they're, they're very, very, you know, they're, they're great. So it, it's definitely the place to be. They've been doing the most sort of inventive comics at the moment and most creative. So pretty exciting times. Yes. Yes, <laughs> it definitely is. Yeah. Fantastic. So just last question. Um, what are you guys kind of reading at the moment? I kind of flip through everything. I still go to the shop every every week when the new books come out every Wednesday. So I, I still buy a few every time and then I'll flip through everything, you know, that comes out that day because I'm still trying to keep abreast of what's new, what's going on since we are since we've been starting to put out our own book, I've been trying to really, really make sure I am up to date with everything that people are doing that or, you know, you know, especially with designers doing logos and layouts and different things. So, but yeah, I've been reading, what have I been really liking? Um, Daredevil's been pretty good. I'm, you know, now I'm actually drawing a blank because I've been looking at so many books. <laughs> the I put on the spot. I don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Sam might be able to, to he, take this answer for a minute. Funny thing is he has an office that is, Full to the gills of stuff. So yeah. the, the fact that you were drawing a blank yeah. is great. Uh, <laughs> I I've always been. I'm not. I mean, like again, I uh, I love I love Batman. So of course, you know what they're doing over there is great. I am a sucker for East of West. So I always just I'm waiting. I'm I'm finally working my way through Saga, especially because I know that they're <gasps> yes. gonna come out with the back half, like the back half of the story. Yeah. Sometime next year, which I, I tried to get Eric to tell me when he he would not. <laughs> uh, which is like, oh man, come on! I'm I'm part of the team now. He goes, yeah, no, you can wait. So <laughs> all right, fair enough. Uh, I, I I just picked up the first trade paperback from Paper Girls. Okay. Uh, I gotta go. I gotta get number two. And then weirdly enough, uh, I'm a huge I'm a huge fan of their podcast. So I'm very much have been supporting uh the, it's called the adventure zone okay yeah uh, it's it's my first second book yeah and so they just released i think in july they're they're like next kind of like uh their graphic novel so i picked that up yeah awesome so where can everyone find out a little bit more information about slice to blues and where can they sort of keep updates about this um well we do have a we have a twitter page and an instagram page so there will be the most like current updates from you know different shots of artwork and how we're going along the process you know from pencils inks and colors and we'll have updates on cover artists so uh sam can give you the handle it is at scb comic both of them twitter and instagram so good luck with everything and i'm really excited to see more about this guys thank you yeah Hot Topic Time. Yeah. So this episode, we asked you on Twitter, talking with Ruby and Bird's Prey. So we'd like to know your favourite female superhero slash anti-hero slash villain. Okay. So should we kick things off with everyone on Twitter? Let's do it. Okay. So first up, we've got Nurse Shutting at Nurse Shutting. So he's Ben. So superhero, dead tie between Atom Eve from Invincible and Alana from Saga. Definitely agree. I don't love know Alana these, from Saga. You would love Saga. I, I need to read it. You need to read it. So sci-fi. 
you would really like it. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, sure, sure. <laughs> Anti-hero is Catwoman and villain is Hello. And then they said, covered Image Comics, DC Comics and Marvel Comics with this response. Hella, okay, I know Hella. Nice, nice. I know Hella, sure. <laughs> really well done. I really love those. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ben. Thank you, Ben. Next up, we've got X Geeks at X Geeks. So this is another Ben who another said... Another Ben. Harley Quinn, asterisk, asterisk, not the Margot Robbie interpretation. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. So okay. the opposite to what you think, essentially. I think so, yeah. Although I really like Kaylee Kuoko, you know, from uh, yeah, yeah. Big, Big Bang, Bang Theory, Theory sure. who voices the animated one. Right. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's fair. I mean, if it's not for you, that's another yeah. chatting say, hashtag not my Harley Quinn. Yeah, yeah, fair play, fair play. <laughs> that's fair enough. So thank you very much, Ben. Next up, we got Earth9DC at Earth9DC, who said Catwoman, and then put a gif of meow. <laughs> sure. Uh, sure, fair enough. Uh, next up, we've got Geico at Get Your Comic Con, who said superhero Batgirl, anti-hero Harley Quinn, and villain, are there any outright villains, Poison Ivy maybe? True, that's a good, that's a really valid point, actually. Quite a lot of them are like, there'll be villains one day, and then the next they'll be like, oh, I'll have someone sort yeah. of thing. Yes, <laughs> anti- sort of anti-hero in that yeah. case, right? Yeah, that's true. Very DC there, and surprisingly, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so thank you very much, Neil. Uh, next up, we've got Jack in the Geek's Talk at Jack Geek's Talk. He says, superhero, Supergirl, anti-hero, Catwoman, and villain, Poison Ivy. Wow, DC's, uh, DC's whipping this one out <laughs> yeah. bag, isn't it? So You're going to have to mess this up somehow. Yeah. Uh, so thank you very much, Dave, from uh, Jack in the Geek's Talk. Yeah, thanks, man. Next up, we've got Jim at Last Sun Jim from Earth9DC, who said, Starfire. Oh, Starfire. he's in uh, Titans, which, ah, yeah. again, another DC one, so you sure. probably won't, maybe. Yes. Okay. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, next up, we've got Claire Payne, Gotham White Claire, who said, superhero, Wonder Woman, anti-hero, sorry, <laughs> sit the desk, uh, getting a bit too... Uh... Animated here. Yeah. Uh, anti-hero, Catwoman, and villain, Harley Quinn. Uh, brackets, especially Margot Robbie, and reading, oh, I can never say this guy's name. No. St- Stefan Savagic three-part comic book series. I'm so sorry if I murdered that. Um, so this was Harleen. Did a Harleen, good job. I think you, you um, did a which, solid job there. Uh, which I've just read and it's actually really good. So um, oh, it's yeah. coming out soon. So go check that out. Um, so thank you so much, Claire. Yes. Next up, we've got 20th Century Geek underscore pod who said, or oh, at 20th Century Geek, who said, superhero Wonder Woman, anti-hero Electra. Oh, Marvel entry Interesting. There. Nice. Interesting. Uh, Villian. Villian? Villian. <laughs> Villain. Talia, that's why I, I think I kind of mumbled the two together. Uh, Talia Al Ghul from uh, Batman. Batman, yeah, sure. So thank you very much for that. And last up, we got Benjamin Hall at Ripper Spot who said Kate Spencer brackets Manhunter. What is that? Ooh, I don't know. Oh, oh that's what I don't actually know. Well, Uh-oh. thank you very much, Benjamin. Thank you. Showing thank you. me up on the last one. There. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. So what would you say then? Oh, it's difficult, isn't it? Okay, so superhero. I love Miss Marvel. I'm sorry. It's kind of yeah. hard to, to not say Miss Marvel. Sure. Also, Wonder Woman's pretty cool, right? Uh, anti-hero. There's so many. I'd probably say, I mean, Poison Ivy, maybe. Is she? Oh. I mean, I can't just, I, I, I can't help going to all the Marvel films. That's where, that's where my mind is going. <laughs> I'm true. sorry. Keep going. Anyway, we're, we, yeah, what would you say? I really like Gamora. I think she's great as well. Yeah. I mean, um, she could be anti-hero. Cause she's, it's well true. She started off as a bit of a villain. She started she? a villain. She dabbled. She dabbled. Yeah, she's, she dabbled. she's kind of swung both ways. <laughs> sorry. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, it's an interesting I mean, one, even like it? Nebula. You could Nebula. Nebula. I loved her in Endgame. Right. She was great, right. actually. 
Mantis is funny. Mantis <laughs> <laughs> is great, actually. Yeah. yeah. I love Captain Marvel and Endgame, you know, when it's the final, um, I want to say final countdown. Oh, I don't It's <laughs> the final. Yeah, I would say, for me, her superhero is Captain Marvel, probably. Okay. Right now. Okay, interesting. Valkyrie. She's pretty badass, right? Yeah, Valkyrie's right, yeah. Oh, no, she's great. Oh, wrong. No, she's great. Yeah, <laughs> okay, fine. Black Canary from Birds of Prey. Sure. It's great. But also, she worked for Black Mask, so anti-hero? Huntress, anti-hero. I mean, we're getting into a whole debate here about what what makes an anti-hero and what makes a villain. Exactly. Anyway, villain. It's got to be Catwoman, right? I know she sits in anti-hero slash villain, but... Whatever, can I go now? Okay, you go. (laughs) I get Captain Marvel. For hero. Okay. I don't know. Sure. (laughs) And then we're going Gamora. Like for anti-hero? Sure. Anti-hero? Anti-hero. Okay. And we're going to go... We're going Harley Quinn. She's villain, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that what we're saying? Yeah. I can't remember. Villain slash anti-hero. Yeah, so whatever. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll go for those. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just made it up on the spot. That's Fair fine. enough. Okay. Well, well done. Well done. Please. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so thank you everyone for taking part in Hulk Topics. We appreciate really guys. do appreciate you. you getting in touch and doing that. Uh, so if you want to do do that, just look out normally Saturdays slash Fridays, depending on how organised mm-hmm. we are. Uh, and yeah, just, just go and uh, comment. so much for listening really hope you enjoyed this podcast episode once again apologies for the slight delay in release but life finds a way way. (laughs) indeed if you'd like to get in touch with us to let us know any of your hawk topics and what you thought of birds of prey i think about doing that then chris find us on twitter forward slash we have a hawk pod we're also on facebook and uh instagram and everything we have a hawk pod and nicola does some amazing um writings articles reviews on wehaveahulk.co.uk so go check those out <laughs> we have a hulk and uh, we have a hulk.co.uk <laughs> yes. my apologies so check those out mm. so we're going to be talking about in the next episode then Chris I'm just looking um, just to help you out I've got Thank IMDB yes. up uh, no so idea. I'm pretty sure we'll probably be talking about Sonic the Hedgehog Okay. The next one. Um, also out this week, I haven't got my book with me because I've like mapped February out, been quite oh, uh, yeah, quite organised. Nice. Um, but I'm pretty sure uh, Better Call Saul, the next uh, oh. season is out, so that's okay. pretty pretty exciting. Like also, we have got um, oh Kaiser Soze. Uh, not Kaiser the- Soze. The unusual suspects. Not the usual suspects. The usual suspects. Uh, which one am I? No. Oh, why did that come to mind? That's no, I'm thinking of the uh, the one about clients and how you can put your consciousness into a new body. Um, the second season with Anthony um, Mackie. Oh, what is it called? Alter Carbon with Takashi Kovacs. Yeah, I love that. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's, he's so still in it. we had. Um, the guy from Suicide Squad was originally in the first season and then yes. changed it now I'll to Anthony it. Mackie. Um, okay. Because they can do. Because there's... It's a trilogy, right? If I remember they right, the story. There's different people and stuff. Yeah. Oh, and they change... They, they can change their bodies and things, can't yes. they? Yes. Yeah. So it makes sense. It kind of makes sense. sense. Yeah. It's like the Doctor. It's like Doctor Who, but better. Like <laughs> quite a long way. <laughs> oh, that's another thing we forgot to say. Doctor Who. That's not worth mentioning. Really? I really liked the episode with the whole new Doctor thing. Sorry, spoilers slightly, but I thought that was quite interesting. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> oh! Like, was, that the one, was that the good one? Yeah, I that think was so. A good one. And Captain Jack was in it as well. 
Yeah, it was really yeah, fun. Yeah, that was really that good. That was really great. But some of them are so bad. Why is it? Why is there such a big I range? I don't know. I think they need to do some quality control on their writers, honestly. Exactly. Anyway, sorry. Please continue. Anyway, yes, yeah, so we'll leave you be now. So, yes, next episode, I'm sure we'll be talking about the adaptation of the everyone's favourite game that you just press the arrow to and maybe space every so often. Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Sure. It took me a while to get what you were saying, though. Sure. I mean, if you played it on PC, which I think most people did. I think so. What else at the same time? There was obviously Crash Bandicoot. Uh, that might be quite an interesting one to adapt. Yeah. Uh, no? I yeah. also really like Lion King. That was a good game. Also, that Aladdin. Great, that, that was a great was game to play well, on they PC. They've already adapted those. Yes, I know. So, <laughs> they were okay. And Echo the Dolphin. That was another, another favourite of mine. <laughs> what? Did you never play that game? Anyway, Nicola. Anyway, yes, we're rounding this off. So, thank you so much for joining <laughs> us again. Let us know any way you want to on Look, social yeah, media or whatever. Yeah, I want my dinner too. <laughs> so, okay. Well, thank you once again. And hope to see you next time. Bye. Bye.